What's going on, podcast players, party people, and the fourth wall fam? It's me, it's me, it's JCB, and I'm back again with the Pop Culture Collective. But today, I don't have the good doctor with me this week. This week, I have the most beautiful, bald man on this planet. Oh, stop it. He is a professional drummer, a professional educator, and someone that I call a great friend. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the host of the Getting Grilled podcast. Let's hear it for the one and the only John Grill. That's still a thing. Yeah, it's still a thing. It's it's been on hiatus because uh, you know school's been a uh, school's been a little crazy. But we're we're getting there. We're getting there. We got some episodes lined up. I just have to actually uh, upload. Them, upload them. <laughs> I have to hey, upload man. them. The, the we'll life get of there, a man. podcaster. It'd be great if we could do this for a living full time. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll know. get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So, hey, man, go ahead, man. What's going on? I have been dying to talk to you about what we're going to talk about today. You know, I I know you have. I know you have. And I know you're super excited that I have finally started the Umbrella Academy. Now, I'm not all the way through, but um, I got to tell you, we're seven. No, we've watched seven. Yeah, we've watched seven episodes. So we're um, no, we've watched six, seven, eight. What was the last the last thing you saw? The last episode, what happened? Well, the last thing that happened was we, we figured out that um, uh, Vanya's boyfriend is, uh, you know, well, he's, Leonard he's not Peabody is um, Leonard Peabody is whatever his name uh, is. What the hell's the name? You know what I'm talking I about. I forget. Yes, I do forget the name. But uh, all right, so that's good. That, that's a good spot. I, I will not give you any spoilers. Now, for the fans that are listening, you probably have heard me. This is months ago now. Hyping up the Umbrella Academy and how much the Netflix series is. Uh, the series is amazing. So they just finished uh, season two, and I spoke to Johnny about it. And as we're on the air talking about it, he goes on Amazon and he purchases <laughs> the the graphic novels. Yep. So Johnny read the comics first, then I, watches it. I watched them first, but I also ordered the graphic novels and then i also went and read uh so far just volume one which is what season one on netflix follows. the best cover in my opinion has oh, the, the best cover the, the covers of the graphic novels when it's all the different comics combined for the volume it, it's awesome i love the comics mm-hmm. uh, the covers i mean great mm-hmm. graphics um to answer your question peabody becomes well, oh. it's not that he becomes. It's well, just it's no. he. It actually is. Damn. See now, I got. All right, anyway, you know what? Let's start with you, man. You read the book first and then watched it. Uh, so, you're seven episodes in. What are some of the differences that you're seeing so far? I mean, the whole thing. The whole thing is completely different. Um, that you know, the main story is the same. You know, you have. Um, you know, you have these brothers and sisters that are all adopted by Hargreaves who they did a good job with Hargreaves. He's even more of a dick in the show than he is in the comics, mm-hmm. which is good as is number five, who the story pretty much centers around number five. He is just a dick. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's a, you know, I don't want to give away what it's about. So I'm just going to go through this. And if you, you know, if you've watched it, could, if not, hopefully I get you to watch it or read the comic. Um, no, but at um, this point, I listen. So spoiler alert fans, if you have not watched the relic Academy and you want to turn this episode off right now, I'm going to give you five seconds. Four, we're going to, we're going to give you some three. spoilers. So listen, I have listen. to talk to Johnny about this. So, right. you know, it, it is a lot different. In fact, I think they're two different stories. In my opinion, yeah, with the same underlying, you know, it's the same main story, but the way they're going about it is completely different. You know, um, as far as I see, I don't see, you know, the, I don't, the orchestra is not a thing, right. unless the orchestra is a thing. But it's- it, it looks like that they they substituted some of the things. Like, there's obviously some characters in the book that we don't see in the show. Well, like I'm, you don't ahead. see the. Um, 
the the butler, the 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 Indian butler who wears the turban. I yes, he's not was. there. He's I not, just noticed that. Yeah, he's not in the show. Uh, also, those flying robot things that you saw in the comics. Yes, you don't not. see them. No, but I think in, in the show they make references to some of the comic book villains. Like you notice that there was like the, uh, the Taskmaster or something. Yes, uh, yes. The, I forget the villains' names in the comic. But those villains don't exist. Like. Uh, the the orchestra was run by this character called the conductor, but in the show, Leonard Peabody, whose name was Harold Jenkins, mm-hmm. that was the name. Um, That's it. Yep, yep. He kind of takes the place of the of the villain, the conductor, because in the comics, what was the conductor doing? Trying to get Vanya to join the orchestra and to release her powers, and Peabody does does the same thing in the show. So, you know, I, I like it. I understand that you need to make it work for, like, a real-life setting. Mm-hmm. You know, comics are based in fantasy for the most part, right? Right. And, um, I, I, you know, the conductor thing maybe just wasn't the most logical way to do this. Like, you know, even with Marvel, they've tried to make it more of a... Um, real life thing like this could happen in the real world if there was magic and and aliens and stuff like that and i think that's what they did with the umbrella academy and i think you know gerard way made a fantastic fantastic gravel novel also Mm -hmm. a great band Mm -hmm. but um i i I think that they did a good job of taking it from the comics and moving it into the um moving it into uh the you know, the cinema world. I think they could a right. j- good job. Um, I don't like a few things. I mm-hmm. don't like what they did to number one. Um, I think he's too much of a little bitch. Uh, yeah, in, and in, he doesn't uh, come off that no. way in the comics, it feels no. like. like he, he comes he, off as a, I don't give a shit about any of you type of right. thing. Right. But I, I do see a comparison with, with um, Luther, number one, in both the comics and the the show where it's like he he's the leader of of the group because he's number one mm-hmm. and he's going to use that as like no no i'm number one but he doesn't really have too many actions to always back up his front he he, he puffs his chest a lot but when it comes time yeah. for him to act he doesn't and yeah. i feel i noticed that a lot in the comics and they do portray that really well i think in the show um but i do it does annoy me with the way luther is sometimes like how much of a pussy he could be <laughs> He it really does, is. It does annoy me because it's like, I wish he wasn't like that in the show. And you're right. He doesn't come off like that in the comics at all. No, no, he doesn't. No. Um, I think that they also, I mean, they do pretty much everyone very well. They do, um, was it number four? Klaus. They do Klaus so well. The the actor that plays Klaus and the Perfect. actor that the actor that plays number five, the younger version of number five, yeah. are those two are spot on with the characters. You know, they they took something and they made fucking gold. The, the kid that plays number five, his mannerisms, the way he walks, you know, his you know, it's like the shape of his body when he stands there and talks. It's it's like it's fucking genius. Like, how did this kid think this up? Like his portrayal of the character is fucking amazing. It's just a great performance. And the guy that plays Klaus, great choice, great casting for that. Yes, I think they did Klaus perfectly. Um, I think they did Ben perfectly too. Uh, It's number six, right? Let's let's talk about Ben, number six, also known as the horror. Yes. So he's a mystery in both the comics and the show. All we know is that he died. We don't know if it was suicide, if he got killed in the line of battle they make you think it was the line of battle in the show but you don't really know what it is uh i think the show does a good job with ben how they kind of humanize him Mm -hmm. a little bit more you Mm -hmm. don't really see that too much in the comics you know that that, he's around yeah and you have that thing in the first in the first episode where he's like super reluctant he's like do i have to right like with um with uh what's it called uh you know he doesn't like being the horror right yeah he doesn't like going in there and using his tentacles so it it does it it leaves that open open up for interpretation i guess unless they want to tell you okay this is what happened to ben eventually but uh i think that's cool how it's like they're really keeping us you know 
everyone knows I'm a huge wrestling mark and going back to wrestling, talk about long-term storytelling, you know, they can continue this for three, four five seasons and not tell you anything about Ben till years down the road. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They can kind of so give I, you little, little bits and pieces, but I'm not going to give away spoilers, but uh, hmm. Ben is is a fucking – he's a great character in the way the show portrays him. Good. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, they, I think they do a very good job with all of it. Um, who haven't we talked about yet? Uh, Vanya has done perfectly. Thank you. That, did you feel like she was – well, all right, again, me not knowing anything about the comic uh, before, I just thought it was a Netflix show. Watched the first season. I did not like the actress that played Vanya. I mean, oh, dude, she's that, fantastic. She, she's, she's great. She's in Inception. She's yeah. in a whole bunch of things. Oh, yeah. And I, and I, I shouldn't Shout say. Shout out to my lovely fiance, Jess, who figured out that it's the girl from Inception. The same girl. Yeah, same I mean, uh, nothing away from the actress. She's a great actress. I didn't like the way she was portraying the character, but as I watched. You know, episode two, three, four. Then it went on. I was like, okay, now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I, it took me a little bit to understand her character. I mean, it's you just know. someone who's been beat down their whole life and told they're not good enough. And I right. think, I, you know, from you know, unfortunately, seeing students that are like that, mm-hmm. um, I think she portrayed it perfectly. Yeah, she really did. And little- then you find out, of course, and we all know this if you've read the comic, that mm-hmm. uh, obviously she is not nothing she right. is too the, the most powerful yeah not space boy yeah not but, space uh, boy but though well what is known as comics is the white violin mm-hmm. yeah so uh, i do like how they uh they make references to the comic book names like their car- comic book yep. character names space boy and stuff like yep. that white now, violin what do you think of the addition of uh cha-cha and um oh my god What's what's Hazel? Uh, Hazel, Cha-Cha and Hazel. Well, here's the thing: they so they were not in the first comic, correct? No. We did not see them in Volume One. They are no. characters. Yeah, I'm sure they're in Volume Two they, because I know Volume yeah. Two goes through all of the um, all the time travel stuff. Now let's talk about Hazel and Chacha and the Commission because yes. in the comics they don't talk about the Commission. They talk about a different uh, a different group of time travelers called. Uh, Come on, get it. I forget what it's called. I forget what it's called. I have to pull it up too. Uh, Temps, Temps Adernalis. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. Adernalis, A E T E R N A L I S. Temps Adernalis. So it's still an organization that uh, and that in in the the story employs Cha Cha Hazel Mm -hmm. and at times five number five, Mm -hmm. and they're like in charge of time travel and making sure that things in history happen accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, now also notice in the comics, the handler is not a character. They introduced the, the handler as a brand new character, uh, in the show, in the series. Interesting. Yeah, I like it, how she's portrayed as well. Um, uh, me too. Cool. I, I really like that. She's a great actress for that, that mm-hmm. spot. Yeah. Speaking of actresses, it took me until episode seven to realize that Cha-Cha is Mary J. Blige. Oh, are you serious? Dude? I'm an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I'm yo, looking she, at her. I'm looking at her. I'm like, yo, I know this woman. Who is yeah, she? And of course, we don't watch the you don't watch the credits because the credits roll by. You're right. on to the next episode because of of the binging and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, she's so familiar. I can't place her. Where is she from? Yeah. Oh shit, that's Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige, man, she fucking kills that part. And dude. Jess goes, you didn't realize that. I'm like, yeah. no, I didn't realize that. Um, but Hazel, great. he's a great actor too, man. He's yeah. The guy that plays Hazel is great. I really liked how they portrayed them. Uh, there are some differences with how they're portrayed in the show compared to how they are in the comics, but we'll get to that when you, when we both read the second volume. Yeah. Um, well, I think we're, and that's, that's it. I will read the second volume before I watch the show. It's just the mm-hmm. way it's gotta be. That's, what, that's fine. Um, but let's go back to the commission. So th- the commission is still a thing. I don't know why they changed the name. Temps Adernalis, I guess, has too much of like a, like you said, or like a spacey feel. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. Because I, I do feel like the, the comics are more space, uh, space and aliens based. But they're more fantasy based. It's more, much more fantasy based, like you said. And the, the show does a really good job of, of, bringing the real little more little realism to it and giving you more of a in-depth story behind it where it's more based on time travel than space 
Agreed. But um, but I, I like how they portray the commission in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like how it's just. It's essentially like the, the men in black. Oh, everyone's yeah. men and women all wearing the suits and ties. Yep. You know, and in the comics, it was like these uh, alien robot things. That yes, say, I forget right. what it said across their chest. It said oh, something. Oh, God. I have seen yellow. those movies in so long, dude. Yeah. I don't even think I've seen Men in Black 3. No, I'm talking about the uh, character in the comic. For, oh, uh, the character in the yeah, comics. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. It's like the Temps out and House um, members, I guess, are just uh, portrayed as like these robots with these yellow and red colors and there's something across their chest yes but, uh, yes, yes, yes but it is interesting how they how they changed it um but again it's still revolving around that same concept of time travel and, and both temps out and alice and commission both have that same purpose you mm-hmm. know uh but i do like the inclusion of the handler as a character uh me as well yeah and just uh dude i cannot wait for you to finish i can't wait for you to be caught up and finish Soon. the first Soon. and second season. Well, listen, I, I, season we got to do that. Yep. Whew. We got a lot to talk about. Now, are they doing the third book? The third, yeah, they have to. Uh, they already got signed for a third season, from what I understand. Okay. All they right. got signed like days after the season two ended. All right. All uh, but you hear. know what? Sidebar, you know what show did not get signed for another season? Glow. Oh no! Because of the pandemic, they they decided not to go through with a fourth season of Glow. I'm still in yeah. season two, I think. Oh really? I, I I'm all caught up. I stopped yeah, watching it. I mean, I, they... I just got so busy. I I forgot to watch everything. Well, that's why it's good to have Netflix. You just binge watch it. You know, when there's no school and you have the time. But uh, yeah. w- one other, th- th- go back to Umbrella Academy. There was one more difference too. So in the show we get introduced to Detective Eudora Patch. Yes. But in the comics, it's a character name, Inspector Lupo. Yep. You know, now both characters uh, have have some kind of connection with um, uh, Diego. Diego. Who was known as the Kraken. Yo, he's uh, he's, a good character too. I think they portrayed him okay. Yeah, and uh, you'll... uh, let me try and let me tell you this. I'm trying. I'm stuttering here because I'm trying to figure out how to say tell you this without spoiling anything. Uh huh. Finish season one, and when uh-huh. season one is over, think about okay, which characters do I know about, and which characters do I still not know about? Oh, and I don't know one, anything. About one, the, no one's going to know anything about Diego. Yeah, and the ones you don't know about, wait until season two comes because then more light is shined on certain characters and it's really cool mm-hmm. how, how they're not just kind of giving you like the whole main course in the first season. Here's every character you're going to see in our series. They're forcing you to, to keep watching it, to learn more. You know, there's so many questions that are unanswered at the end of season one. That's the point. I can't wait of the end of a season. Fucking cliffhangers makes me want, want more, you know, <laughs> don't 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 dangle the carrot in front of my face give me the whole fucking thing you know so right. but uh i i did like the um i mean i like any anything on in cinema film tv you know love stories love angles is always something that that sells and that was one thing they did they did include into the tv show which is with eudora patch and diego uh which was missing from volume one Yes. Now, now I forget. Did you say you read all three volumes already? No, you I read you only read one. Read I one, read watched one? one, or yep, watched read one, one. watched one. That's and that's what I'm going to do. Gotcha. Now, I don't know if you feel this way, but from reading volume one, do you feel like in the comics they're trying to give you an angle where there's a love interest between Diego and Vanya? I got that in the comics. You didn't yeah. get that. I, okay. I got that. No, I got that in the comics. But I like how it's completely different uh, in the TV show where, well, at least they portray it right now that Diego just does not want anything to do with Vanya. But I wonder if nope. there's going to be a twist down the road with that if they're going to bring that to light. I mean, they're already Maybe that's why he's so mean to her. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they're already portraying the whole angle between um, uh, the rumor and Luther – uh, Allison, yeah. I couldn't think of her name. Allison, I always called yep. it Vanessa. Allison, uh, you know why? She looks like Vanessa Bourne that's, from WWE. That's exactly why. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a huge wrestling mark. So um, 
Well, you know what? I'm also a mark here for Umbrella Academy. So I know I, I've noticed. Oh my god! You know, there's another show you were telling me about that I need to watch, and it actually came up today. I stopped by the brewery I work at, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the hundred, the one hundred or whatever, or the boys, the boys. Oh, the, the boys, the boys. They were talking Dude. about the one hundred too. But oh uh, I heard the I haven't seen the one hundred yet. Dude, the boys is so good. If if you like Umbrella Academy, you'll like the boys. Right. Uh, uh, the boys is also from Dark Horse. Um, I definitely now have to go and find those novels as well, but the boys, a quick synopsis, if I can explain it the best, of I course. can. it gives you a different outlook on being, on what being a superhero is. It's not like I was bit by a spider. I was, I was born on Krypton, you know, and I, and I got these, uh, these superpowers and now I'm just a hero, <laughs> but the superheroes in the boys, it's a job. It's like you apply for a job and you work for corporate. Like every state has their own Ew, yeah. corporate headquarters of superheroes. And the fucked up shit that these superheroes do for like ratings and likes on social media and retweets and publicity. It's fucking dude. It's such a crazy twist on superheroes for guys like you and I who enjoy comics, enjoy the Marvel yeah, Cinematic yeah. Universe. Like this show fucked me up, man. A few episodes <laughs> ago, I was like, what the fuck? I've never thought I could I would see the super, a superhero portrayed in this fashion. That's what really sucked me in, man, and I could not stop watching it. From the first episode, to watch on, it man, then. I'm gonna have it, to watch it then. It's really good. Uh it takes you a while. It's not one of those ones where it's like you watch the Avengers. Okay. I, for me personally, I want to know who every superhero is, what their powers are. And what oh, I'm like that too, but I've you been know? like that since I'm a child because my dad. But with this, it's more like, all right, what's the big picture? I don't care about uh, some of their the, um, the superheroes' names are like Homelander and uh, The Deep. And so I don't really care about how he got his powers or what his powers <laughs> are, but I want to know what the fuck is happening right now. Okay. Uh, it's, it's all right yeah so again i don't want to give you any spoilers but no please don't after umbrella academy you got to definitely try and binge watch i mean it's on right now which is good uh we're on this second season no still the first season i believe uh but the uh, the new episode what, um, comes out every friday what is it what's it on uh netflix it's not so oh, no, oh, i'm so- sorry amazon amazon, so it's on prime. amazon prime okay yeah, yeah. All right. Well, luckily enough, I yeah. have that. Yeah, but yeah, really good, man. But again, if you like Umbrella Academy, you'll definitely enjoy um, the boys. So, yo, man. So, tell me, tell me some more about Umbrella Academy. What are you liking with the show? Like, what else are you are you digging? Uh, I like I like the cinematography. Uh, I really like how they've been filming it. I think they did a great job with it. I like how they're using like different color tones depending on where they are. I don't know if you noticed that. Yes. The color tones is good. And um, honestly, the music is fan-fucking-tastic. Great soundtrack. Yes. Great soundtrack. I've actually, I've actually like gone and list, like looked up some of these artists, which I, I rarely do believe. Mm-hmm. Being a musician, you would think I would do that. But um, right. um, I don't. I don't yeah. do that a lot. Yeah, no, they. It's a great soundtrack, man. Really, really, really good. Good take too, from uh, one musician I, to another. Yeah, I gotta get. I gotta get through it. I, I gotta get yeah. through it. But we will. We will. Yeah, man, dude, I cannot wait. Oh my god, when you're all caught up, I cannot wait for the conversation we're gonna have because you're gonna be, <laughs> like, I got sucked into this a lot towards the end of the first. Uh, I mean, right away, I should say, but like that first season, I was salivating for that second season to come out, and now that it's there, I'm like, like fucking eyes wide open. Nice. What what the fuck is going on? What you, again? No more unanswered questions. So I'm looking at I'm looking up the boys right now as well, and um, yeah, I, this has been around for a while. Oh, it has. I yeah. mean, there's I'm I'm looking at the uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh my god, I'm terrible at this. Uh, like the omnibuses and stuff. So I guess there's okay. three omnibuses, but as far oh, yes. as like trade paperbacks, there's actually. 12 of them which is pretty oh yeah for the books the books have been out for a while yeah i didn't realize mm-hmm. i didn't realize this has been out for so long the first 14 issues okay all right all right i might have to uh i might have to figure this out yeah i think that's going to be my next uh, little gift to myself 
Oh, dude, it's the guy who wrote Preacher. Okay. What's, pre- what's oh, Preacher? What's Preacher? Yeah, what's Preacher? What's Preacher? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So Preacher, <laughs> how do I explain Preacher? Uh, preacher is, um, it, it's from Vertigo Comics, which is a DC brand. Okay. And um, it, it's pretty long, actually, uh, but it's a story of this, this uh, person named Jesse. And Jesse's from Texas. And, oh, my God, it's been so long. How, how long have I done this? So, basically, it's about, um, like, possession, right? And um, oh, what the hell are they called? What the hell? Oh, Genesis. So, the creature's called Genesis, right? So, basically, uh, it, it's the it's, – and Genesis is, like uh, – the baby of an angel and a demon. And um, it, it's, I can't even explain it. Like there's so much to it. Um, okay. Think like Constantine meets um, the league of assassins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. I, I don't know if that's the right way. People are going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? But well, I'm going to um, go on Amazon right now and look for the preacher. Let's see what this is. Did they ever make a movie or show about this? I don't know, actually. To be honest with you, I really don't know. Um, I got the preacher. Oh, AMC. Life. I guess AMC tried. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, oh, AMC here we go. tried. Preacher Book One by Garth Ennis. Is That's that the name? name? Yep. Okay. Merging with a bizarre spiritual force called Genesis. Texan preacher Jesse Custer becomes completely disillusioned with the beliefs that he had dedicated his entire life to now possessing the power of the word and ability to make people do whatever he utters. Custer begins a violent and riotous journey across the country joined by his gun toting girlfriend Tulip and the hard drinking Irish vampire Cassidy. Wow. The preacher loses faith in both man and God as he witnesses dark atrocities and improbable calamities during his exploration of America. Wow. What do you think? A hard drinking Irish vampire. I'm sold. Okay. There we go. I think that's all sold me, (laughs) man. That next for you. You have so much. We've gotten you into comics, man. There's so much, man. There's so much to, to do, but I'm going to go ahead and add this right now to my list. My yes, I have my own Amazon shopping list. Oh, I don't blame you. So, anyway, man, well, great comics, great TV happening. Uh, some good things are coming out of 2020. Uh, I'd I'd say so. I'd say so. You know what's not coming out of the end of 2020 in a good way? What is that? WWE programming. Oh my God, WWE program. You want to talk some wrestling, bro? Let's fucking talk some wrestling. Can we talk about how AEW and Impact are spanking at least the main roster? Dude. NXT is spanking the main roster. I I don't even want to say the main roster. I have to say it's raw. SmackDown has been pretty good. SmackDown, well, yeah, but but all all the raw storylines are now going over there. I I know. This This whole draft they had was just very underwhelming. And, and, and I'm sorry, whose idea was it to bring Lars Sullivan back? The man is going to bring negative attention to your company. Well, so did you far, hear about? Did you hear about what happened with him with these, these text messages to a yoga instructor? Oh, I did not hear about that. He was sending I, like inappropriate messages to this, to, uh, to this like yoga instructor. Huh, interesting. It was, yeah, yeah, and it broke on okay. uh, one of our websites. That's not really a dirt, a dirt sheet. I, I did hear about him starring in a uh, gay porno. Oh, come on. That's old news, man. Yeah. But old see, news. that's the only thing that I saw arise when he, made his, when he made his return last week on social media. People were just posting that picture of him. I mean, listen, peop- when people need money, they need money. But, you know, I, I don't know. Hey, listen... I don't mind it. Um, I shouldn't say I don't mind it. Then I, yes, it might bring some negative uh, publicity there. But like I said, so far, I haven't seen it. Will it come to light again? I'm sure it will. 
But uh, in terms of him as a as a wrestler, the character Lars Sullivan, uh, yes, he definitely has something, and there could have been something for him. I mean, it's funny how he returned this year the same way he returned that last year's uh, draft, or I'm sorry, debuted during last year's draft, where he shows mm-hmm. up on SmackDown, shows up on Raw, and then he gets drafted. But so go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. There's so much to, to like to unpackage with what's going on, but go ahead. So, uh, yeah, I, let's get off Lars Sullivan. Cause that's just, that's just, that's just like a sprinkle on my fucking, my, my banana split. Right Do you even now. want to talk about the women? What's wrong? Who with is the writing women? the women's, who's writing the women's program right now? Lana. It, could it have gone other ways? Yes. But who at the, I, I don't care. I mean, they're not Lana is not facing Oscar at Hell in the Cell. No, Lana's gonna no, face no. her on the season premiere of Raw. Yeah. So what? So I get that. And then and then Natalia is gonna face her at um Hell right. in the Cell. Natalia will face her at Hell in the Cell in like a fucking kickoff show match. But also look at what has been happening to Lana for the past like month. She has been <laughs> put through a table Samoan. She's by fucking Nia Jax every fucking week. And now all of a sudden, she's the number one contender for the heavyweight championship. Like, I guess she paid her dues. Like, here's the thing. A lot can happen between now and that match on Monday. She can get I put guess. through a table again and get taken out of the match. It's just a placeholder. Because notice how after that, if I remember correctly, she got drafted to SmackDown anyway. <clears throat> she was one of the, like, oh, after, yeah. after Raw drafts. Oh, so, I didn't look at that. I should look at that. Yeah. Only two people on the entire roster were not drafted who on Andrade and Mickey James. But I think those are personal reasons with Charlotte Flair being out as long as she has, maybe her and Andrade are taking some time, you know, which makes sense because her and Andrade mm. are together. Okay. Fine. You know, there's a reason why Andrade and Garza and Zelina broke up. You know, it's like, cool, get Andrade out of that. Now let him go take some time with, with his fiance. Mm. Or okay. maybe, maybe they're getting married. Who knows? Uh, and with Mickey James too, she just had to get nose surgery. She broke her nose. And right after. Oh, she that's right. So, so she on like the on the reserve. Yeah. So, so she had to get surgery anyway. Um, and the, the cool thing is, when they announced the draft, they were making this. They made it an actual bullet point rule where anyone who is not drafted has a choice of which brand they want to go to. Remember last year. They had free agents, free agents, and then they were just randomly showing up here and there and here and there. At least this time, now they're saying, okay, the talent who is not drafted has an option to go to whichever brand they want. Oh, that's not really a, a draft type thing, right? Well, at that point, yeah, at that point, hey, you you were not, you didn't make it out of your pool for the nights of the official drafting, so. If you're the last ones remaining, you got a choice. It was only the two of them. Interesting. So it's the yeah. only two. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just want to talk about the, 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 the best thing that happened on Raw. Alexis Bliss and Bray Wyatt. Okay. The two best things that happened on Raw. I totally <laughs> okay. forgot about Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt. So it's finally, they are officially together. They are, yes. they're doing their thing. The only good um, thing that came so out of the draft was that they kept Bliss and Wyatt together. It's the only fucking good thing they did on that. Because I was and they so put worried a, they were going to split them up. And they put um, what's it called? They put Nikki Cross on Raw too. So that's going to be the feud. Yeah, and you know what? Um, Nikki Cross could join them too. For all I care, Nikki Cross would be great in that position. Nikki Cross would be so good. You know. Remember when we met her and how nice she was? She was trying oh to pump up Tanara yes. Kanchi. Yes. So, all right, let's tell this story. So, for those of you that don't know, um, there's uh, I work for a small arena in the state of New Jersey, and um, NXT before COVID used to come there every year, mm-hmm. and um, I got uh, good brothers in uh, behind the scenes a little bit. I had been there all day watching them. Watching them, uh, Doc's wearing a good brother shirt. Uh, I, I had been there all day watching him set up the ring. I got a chance to talk pretty in depth to, with Eddie, uh, Ref Eddie, now mm-hmm. with Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out he's from uh, Jersey. And uh, if you haven't, go watch Eddie's wrestling. 
Dude is mm-hmm. a great wrestler. He's, great. He's a he great is. ref. But please go watch some of his wrestling. The dude can move. Shout out to him. We got to tag him in the post, please. Right. Um, but, you know, I got to talk to him and everything. And um, so we're there. You know, I, I pick up buddies. You know, we go in a little early. Wrestlers are in the ring um, warming up. But on the side, uh, you see um, uh, Tenara Kanchi looking very, very nervous. And next to her is this little Irish girl who at this point was insanity. And you didn't realize that she is an absolute sweetheart in real mm-hmm. life. We're yeah. sitting there trying to pump up Tenara because I guess it was her first. That match. was Tenara's first match with NXT after she got signed. Yes. So she was super nervous. You can see mm-hmm. her face. And like – we're sitting there. We say, "Hey, like, hey, guys, you know, we don't, you know." Then we walk in. She says hi to us. I think. Yeah. Yep. And like, said hi to us. Sat right yeah, by us. She, she, they sat by us and whatever. Yeah. And I think, I think, if I remember this correctly, this is two years ago. Like, Nikki's like, is, "Doesn't she look beautiful?" We're like, "Yeah." She's like, yeah. "It's her first match." Today. We're like, "Dude, like, that's awesome! Congratulations! Uh, yeah. Like, thank you, thank you." We're like, "Don't be nervous. Listen, yeah, we're going to be in the first row, and we'll cheer timid. for you." And yeah. didn't she face Nikki Cross? Yeah, I think the two of them. And, the and I think we're like, don't worry, Tanar, we will cheer for you. And Nikki goes, well, don't do, don't do that or something like that because I'm yeah, facing. Yeah, because I'm facing. <laughs> we're gonna cheer for both of you. Yep. Um, that yeah. was also the night that Rezar made us laugh when the motherfucker was supposed to be a heel. Yep. <laughs> because the dude came out with gum, and as he gets in the ring, he spits the gum, and we're in the first row. And I, I was, I was trying not to be an asshole, but like, I was like, you, you dropped your gum. Mm-hmm. Who's down here and um, he gets to the right of the ring. And of course he's doing, the, he was waiting for his next spot. So he's crawling around the outside and he comes around the barrier and I, I'm, I'm spilling secrets here, but whatever. I, you know, <laughs> he, he, he looks up. The fourth wall goes, was broken. Along the fourth wall was broken. Along he looks up, he goes, you guys see my gum. <laughs> and we just lost it. Everyone around us is like, what the fuck is going on? That was great. <laughs> I think he knew. I think we knew we were smart. He, yeah. he must've known by that part. We were smart. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe Nikki told him <laughs> maybe, or maybe it was the kazoos. <laughs> oh God. And Roddy strong, man. The kazoo Roddy strong dubbed us the kazoo crew. On every two media. count, every two count. One, two. <laughs> what the hell is my kazoo? Do I have oh, mine? It's still in my car, dude, man. I, I, I have mine. My I, I got to get mine over here. I have it somewhere. So, I, I'm hoping that live shows come back and we can do that at my school oh, again because God, that was yeah. so much fun. Um, so anyway, so yeah, Alexa Bliss and 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 Bray. But mm-hmm. the other good thing, I'm um, I'm a sucker for old school stuff. Ricochet pulling in Eddie Guerrero, lie, cheat, and steal, baby. That was amazing. He it was hand on his so head well. and everything. Hand on his head and everything. He pulled a perfect. It was so good. Eddie Guerrero hit the chair, throw it in your opponent's hands. Thing. Yep. Like, if I if I watched that again, like I would have thought it was Eddie. Like, props yeah. to Ricochet for pulling that off, and props to Cedric Alexander because he did a good job selling that shit. He did. That that whole segment was great. I, when I saw the whole backstage confrontation between Ricochet and the Hurt Business, I'm like, ah, like, you know what? It's the draft. Let's hopefully just squash this whole feud and let the Hurt Business do something bigger. Um, but the outcome of the match was great. I didn't think that her business was going to be as big as they are now, but they're doing a great job with it. So, um, well, well, I one, feel of, like, one of the best factions going on right now in WWE. I agree. I, I wish that, um, uh, Ron Simmons was had something to do with it, like originally thought, but mm-hmm. I'm fine with MVP. I like him. I've always liked MVP. I yeah. saw him at an indie show a couple of years ago in Freehold, New Jersey, and he was awesome. It was him versus Jake Hager, actually. Oh, nice. And Tommy Dreamer in a three-way, <laughs> and wow. it was an insane match. Uh, I saw there was there was a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Petey was on that and did a Canadian Destroyer. I thought he was retired. I guess he came back. Um, there were some cool people on that show. That's the first time I met Rhett Titus, nice. who is practically my neighbor. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he lives near. You. He lives That's around the corner, man. He's. Right, right. I, I've never talked to him, never met him, but I know he lives around here. Right. That's um, awesome. But uh, you know. Listen, as much as we're talking about this, the show did not hold anything to – I can't believe I'm going to say this. AEW Dark the next night, 100 times better. First and foremost, Jack Perry is going to be an amazing star. 
he was in a four way match with um, a couple of people actually. And of course I'm forgetting their names right now. Cause I'm talking about it, but it was an amazing match. He won the four way. Um, I'm pulling it up now. I'm not supposed okay. to say that on the air. I'm pulling it up to remind That's myself. Um, I am not a good, I, I guess I'm not a good um, podcaster. Oh, well, yo, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, but, um, this, this just in WWE announces an update on NXT championship status. With Finn Balor undergoing surgery for his broken jaw, WWE has announced an update on how they're handling the situation with Balor's NXT championship. He should keep it. There was a brief segment on on tonight's NXT. Oh, this is a spoiler. If we uh, no it. spoilers yet. Let's let's talk about it next Damn, week. Let's right. talk about AEW tonight. So right. it was it was Jungle Boy, Kazarian, Evil Uno, and and the Blade. Um, Oh, oh yeah, that's an interesting fatal four. I saw that. Actually, I saw that. So it was one member of each team. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about it, after the match, of course, everyone starts fighting each other. It's three trios. I mean, you can make trios out of, out of the Dark Order, mm-hmm. but SCU is a trio. Butcher and Blade uh, can team up with um, Penta or uh, Phoenix or Kingston. Or Kingston, who I'm, I'm a huge Eddie Kingston mark, by the way. That, that, that dude that is amazing. Too. Kingston, oh, yeah. Penta, Phoenix, uh, and but, but, Blade, but, Blade is great. They're amazing. Um, but it was an amazing match. Jack Perry went beyond, beyond what I've seen any him do. Um, and Kazarian still got it. And honestly, I've actually always been an evil Uno fan. Mm. I remember watching some of his stuff when he was player Uno or player one. And he had this gimmick where he had... He had this gimmick back in the day in the Indies where he had um, like a game a game pad on his leg, and what if you if the opponent pressed a button he would do shit. And the best thing was like when you press pause, mm-hmm. he would pause, he would pause, and he would no sell. <laughs> he would no sell everything until you hit unpause him. It's kind of like Starman <laughs> from Jersey All Pro. Nice, um, awesome. Yeah, so that was a great match. I mean, every fucking match. Lee Johnson, Caesar Bononi versus the Lucha Brothers. Lucha Brothers are amazing, but mm-hmm. Caesar Bononi. Cesar Bernoni, I, I I know he didn't do anything in NXT. Yeah, but he's he's going to be great he, here. He, um, he's been on Dark twice now, or was that his? I first think that match? was the second or third match. Okay. Now the third match is one I want to talk about. It's something I've been following because I think it's a great storyline. Peter Avalon versus Brandon Color again mm-hmm. is an is a no contest. It was a double. It was a double disqualification. They are going to milk this fucking thing forever. The story yeah, those two have bad. not won anything. It, it, it's I, I. They're the last two. Yeah, they're the last two, and I think they're doing a great job with it. Yeah, but the, the, I think that that whole storyline with those two is has been phenomenal. Even when they've teamed up, you know, in, in tag mm-hmm. matches, like they're good wrestlers. Oh, they I think they are. Can't friggin' win. But going That's, back to what we were saying about about Jungle Boy Jack Perry, mm-hmm. like he's in a great spot in a great promotion for him to get over and become one of those big stars. Look at what AEW has already done for people like a Darby Allen or an orange Cassidy, you know, in terms of like, <laughs> people that couldn't get over. Yeah. Sunny like that, kiss. That, that, that sunny kiss. Who I mean, MJF. Yeah. You know, sunny kiss had, had some talk about him during when he was in Lucha underground though. Um, right. So when he was, um, XO, XOXO. Exolicious. Exolicious. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, and dude, he's from Jersey, so I automatically yeah. like him. Um, uh, so no, actually, a- AEW is, has done a great job. I mean, we're talking about AEW right now. This is their one year anniversary. Uh, you listen to this Sunday, so it was this past Wednesday was their one year anniversary. I mean, look at what they've done over this past year. You know, on they, this is the first time we've seen actual legit competition and an actual. Um, alternative to Vince McMahon's product. You know, and this is the first time we've seen it since WCW. TNA mm-hmm. tried and failed. Uh, I'm Miserably, sorry if, you're, if, you're, if anyone out there is a TNA fan, but they failed. They tried to recycle WCW formula of let's get Hulk Hogan, let's get Randy Savage, let's get all these old timers, and it didn't work. With AEW, if they do get legends or Hall of Famers or old-timers, they know how to utilize them the right way to help them put over the younger talent. That's why you have... Jake Roberts, that- uh, Billy Gunn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate to say this, but Jake, even- Jake the Snake, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, you know, all done the right way. They had Greg Valentine just sitting in the audience last week during the uh, dog collar match, mm-hmm. Cody and Brody Lee. 
him being there, putting his stamp of approval on that match alone helped get over the talent. And probably more so for Brody Lee than, than Cody didn't need it. Cody being the one who runs the show there, he doesn't need it. But that was a, that was a rub to Brody Lee right there. You know? So, you know, I, I got to say it was a good job. I mean, even I, 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 did I say it? Like Matt Seidel, you know? Like Matt yeah. Seidel coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, Matt, Matt Seidel, he, he's pretty big in Ring of Honor right now also. He's been big in Ring of Honor. So he's kind of been doing his own thing. He he's had his his ebbs and flows of his career back when he was Evan Bourne. With well, um, he I, he had some he had some substance issues. If I remember, air boom. Crazy, so. I think that was what happened when he was when he left WWE or when they released him. It was, it but was. he had some time in Lucha Underground. Also, he's had yeah. his time. In, See, I only got through the half the first season of Lucha Underground because then they took it off of um off of Netflix. They took it off of Netflix. Yeah, I know. Oh, come on. Yeah, I, I watched a lot of it towards the end. Never saw the last season. And then when I went, same thing with me, I went to go back to start watching from the beginning and then it was gone. So. Oh, man. Yeah, I it was. I mean, I did learn about a lot of people like that's where I first saw Phoenix. It's the first time mm-hmm. I saw Penta L Zero. That's the first time I saw a lot. Of, it's the first time I saw Ricochet. Oh, King, and yeah, um, King, uh, Puma King. King Puma. Puma King. Puma King. And then actually King Cuerdo is... Um, Fantasma, whatever he's called now. Uh, uh, Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar. That's King Cuerno. El Hijo del Fantasma. El Hi- yeah. he's, a, he's a second generation superstar. Yep. The well, original Fantasma, Fantasma was his father. Yeah. Yep. Um, so going back to AEW, like Seidel versus Sonny Kiss was a great match. The only match I really didn't like was there was a three-way between Dark Order 3, 4, and 10 who are not wearing masks except for 10 right now. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, okay. Versus uh, Angel Fashion, Umbadu, and... Uh, Aaron Sarlo, Mbadu, yeah, he's from okay. like, Kenya. Um, Aaron Saw, um, that's Bailey's Bailey's, Bailey's boyfriend. boyfriend. Yep. Okay. Uh, Interesting. The next match was insane. Uh, newcomer Elena Black. Okay. Uh, versus Red Velvet. If you have not seen Red Velvet wrestle, this Velvet. girl can fucking mm-hmm. move. Yeah, I've seen. She Red is Velvet. good. Um, and then squash match between the second coming of the Rock, Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Versus Fuego Del Sol, who is a luchador, and they announced where he's from this week. He's from Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> Taz That's is making fun of that. Taz and Excalibur go, you know, there's a big luchador scene in, in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> it was a squash match. Um, uh, Ricky Starks will be your AEW champion within the year. And he is um, the future rock. Yes. I, I he, couldn't absolutely. agree more, man. Um, dude Gun has Club. The for it. Yeah, Gun Club versus Ryzen and Max Stardom. Not really much there. I just love watching Bill, Billy Gunn still wrestle. Mm. Now this one, Darby Allen versus a newcomer named Nick Camarado. If you have not seen Nick Camarado, he's the second coming of Bruiser Brody. Please look up a picture yeah. of him right now. Well, you know what's what his I name? Can, Nick what? Nick Camarado. You know what? I'll put it in the chat for you. I can do that. Here. Here. This is for you. Put it in the chat. Let's do it. It's not letting me grab it. Never mind. Nick Camarado. C-O. See, I wish they were doing more with uh, up, uh, up. Wow, I almost said Upper Darby. As in Upper Darby, Darby Allen? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say Darby oh, Allen. Oh, Dar- Darby's, Darby's feeding with Team Taz, and it's great. Right, right. I, I just – you're right. You know, I, I love his feud with Team Taz and his feud with uh, Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. But I want to see them do more. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I want to see, see the TNT title picture open up a little bit more. I think it will. I, I think I, I a think lot of these mid carters that they're really pushing, the guys like MJF, Darby mm-hmm. Allen, Ricky Starks, should be in a title picture. Like I'm a huge fan of multi-person matches for mid card titles to show oh, yeah. you that hey, the 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 what's the word? The pool of future main eventers is mm-hmm. large. It's not just these two people that are going mm-hmm. to feud for the next three months. You know, show me the pool of future main eventers. And then you could do all these interweaving storylines to help bring them to that main event scene. So I'm always a huge fan of like multi-person feuds or rivalries for um, for mid-card titles. Did you find a picture of him yet? Seriously? No, I'm sorry. Nick Comer, C-O- C-O-M-O-R-A-D-O. O-R-A. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, it's Bruiser Brody, dude. dude. Look, yeah, look at the fucking, he's a big dude. That's Bruiser Brody. Yeah, look at that fucking yeah, big dude 
beard. Look at that. Please hair go. Too. Please yeah, go check him out. That was a good match, actually. Wow. Okay. Um, I'd like to see him versus um, Caesar Bononi, actually, or Wardlow. The rest of the matches were pretty much squash matches, but it was still, and for AEW Dark being like the the show where we bring people in, uh, try them out. Mm. It was it was a great show. Speaking of trying some out, spoiler alert. Rock's uh, Rock's cousin was on um, before we started recording. Rock's cousin uh, uh, Maluda, Sean Maluda, was on uh, AEW again today. Oh, nice! Yeah, he's okay. good, man. He's good. The Anola um, family is huge, man. They're, oh, they're everywhere. They are everywhere. everywhere. Even Jacob Fatu over on MLW, he's still the MLW champion. Isn't Fale? Uh, isn't Bad Luck Fale one of them too? I can't remember. No, um, I believe. No, I don't think Fale or Tamatanga or any of them are are related. No, wait, I think that's a lie. Tonga Loa. No, isn't no. You know what? They're not because that that they're all related to um. Well, Fale, not Fale. I'm sorry. Tonga Loa and Tamatanga are related to Haku because they're brothers and they're Haku's sons. Really, really, I believe so. The the most badass guy in wrestling. Mm-hmm. The most badass guy in wrestling. Family. Yeah, I'm looking at them. Tonga Fafita. Haku, yeah, that's his father, dude. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. Tama Tonga and then Hukaleo? I don't even know who this is. Yeah, Huk, um, Hikuleo, H-I-K-U-L-E-O. Right? Eh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen the name. I never saw him wrestle, though, but I've seen the name uh, around a lot. And you know Tongaloa is Camacho, right? Yeah. Remember yeah. Camacho from WWE? Yeah. That's interesting, man. It's so it's hilarious that they make Cra- this all. Crazy, you know, how big that, that family is in, in wrestling. Yeah. You no, know, really, it's just amazing. And also, it's crazy how Samoans, there's so many Samoan wrestlers. Well, like, Haku's, uh, Tong- he's from Tonga. He's Tongan. Tongan, okay. Yeah, yeah, he, it's a different country. Oh, gotcha, okay. Uh, it's another island. Right. So, another one of those islands. Cool, man. Yeah, man. So, oh, so listen, if you want to talk about, you know, how, you know, Dark is better and Impact Wrestling has been very, very <laughs> good as well. If you can, you got to try and get into Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor came back a few weeks ago. Uh, when is it on? Well, here's the thing. I have Sling TV, so I'm oh, able to, oh, I, I get the channel, so I'm able to DVR it. What channel um, is it on? Stadium. Okay. Oh, I dude, I, I just went to their website. I Pure think tournament. PJ Black is on the. Yeah. Wow. PJ, they they bought back the Pure Championship tournament, which has been won by by greats like Daniel Bryan, Nigel McGuinness, AJ Styles, uh, in the past. So th- this pure championship tournament is uh, very has a gr- it's a great uh, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but it has like very different rules than normal matches in terms of like how many rope breaks you can get per match. There's no closed fists. It's only it's it's like pure wrestling holds. It's not like high, about not about high spots. Really? Like you know, if you do a close close fist, so crazy enough, dude. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Oh yeah, that's the code of honor. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, code, the, the code of honor. Of honor. Right. Yeah, this is crazy. It looks like last week's episode is on their website. Nice, dude. Yeah, if you could watch it, I highly recommend it. They came back a few weeks ago. Uh, they announced the eight people. I believe it was eight or six. No, I'm sorry, sixteen. I believe. I'm gonna look through. Let me look through his roster because I haven't really. Oh my god, Alex Shelley. I uh, no, that's not their website is not updated. Oh yeah, the website's not Bandito. Updated. No, Bandito is um Oh yes, I'm sorry, yeah, Bandito. I don't know. Bandito. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I know the beer I knew I know the, the bouncers, Malonis and Bruiser from NWA. Right. Oh Brody King. Isn't Brody King in NXT now? He's not in NXT, no. I thought he was Bully no. Ray. Cheeseburger's still wrestling. Well, no. B- Bully Ray's contract ended. Brody King. Um he's still around, I'm sorry, but B- Bully Ray's contract ended earlier in the year. Uh, cheeseburger still wrestling holy crap i'm trying to see dalton castle i know mm-hmm. Del- delirious i don't know Dreadland. oh delirious that's a fucking character man i got introduced to him and he fought matt seidel in the uh tournament a couple weeks ago 
Great nice. character. Really got me invested, man. Great wrestler, too. Flip Gordon. I know him from watching um, NWA. NWA. Face Nick Aldis. Yeah. Um, Jay Britt, the Briscoe brothers. Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, Jeff Cobb. No, Jeff. Did Jeff Cobb just come over? Someone just came over. I guess it's not Jeff Cobb. No. Well, Jeff Cobb's not in. I don't think he's doing Ring of Honor anymore. He's okay. been doing Jonathan, a, lot in, a lot of New Japan lately. Okay. Jonathan Gresham, that's uh, what's her name's husband now? Jordan Grace's husband. Jordan yeah. Grace's husband. Gresham and Lethal are the current tag team champions, and they are the two that I think are going to face in the finals in this tournament. Okay. It's a really interesting story. Kenny King, on. man. That guy, I should, that guy never got a chance in WWF. E. Um, oh, the Briscoes are here. Yeah. I don't know. Marty Scroll. I know Matt. Taven. Well, not anymore. Yeah. I don't know a lot of these people, man. I got yeah. PJ Black, PCO. Yeah, dude, PCO. Sub Zero himself. Mm-hmm. Ret- no, Retitis. I know him. Um, and again, some of the names you're naming, I don't even know if they're still active or not. Like I said, the site's not updated. Some of these names I've heard of before. Like I've heard of Session Moth Martina mm-hmm. before. Um, Velvet Sky, of course. And that, that's B- it. Bully Ray's wife. Oh, is it really? Yeah. But she's not she's not wrestling anymore either. She's been no. out for a while. Dude, I gotta I gotta I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, watch but if, if you get Stadium, definitely check it out because again, if you're if you're looking for like some good alternatives to WWE with what AEW is doing, what uh, Impact is doing, Ring of Honor is doing, and even the stuff on New Japan. Like if you are willing to pay the money for the New Japan World, it's definitely mm. worth it because you okay. get to see some great wrestling every week. You know what's great? Going through the Ring of Honor alumni. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Look at the people that were in Ring of Honor, man. It's crazy. Oh, my. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Nigel McGuinness. Uh, Adam Tyler Page, Black, AJ Styles, Beretta. Yeah. Adam Page, yeah. Adam Cody, Colt. Colt. Oh, yeah. It's the not Elite, everyone here. Kenny Omega, the Bucks, Cody. They're all there. They didn't put everyone here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Punishment Martinez, Samoa Joe, Tyler Black. Mm. Yep. The oh, Friday Nights. The Friday Night Messiah. Whatever it is now. Friday Night Friar. Yeah. Hey, what are you drinking there? Oh, I'm drinking uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. El Segundo Brewing. El Segundo Brewing Company. Yeah, this is my first can. I've I've never had it before, and it's really good. I'm a huge fan of IPAs. I usually drink Lagunitas IPA or Lagunitas. 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 Well, I say Lagunitas, all right? Mr. I work in a brewery, so I know the right way. anyway but no but this is really good it's not really that hoppy it's nice and smooth so broken skull ipa find it in your local liquor store nice man well johnny this was a a fun yo you and i have not recorded together in quite some time long time time. is there someone else that's supposed to be on the show oh yeah it's like do we have 30 yeah doc was supposed to join us right you know what you know what john I think from now on, Doc is now the third man. I think you just moved up a chair, oh. and Doc, Doc is the third man. Wow. I mean, I have hosted this show more than you in the past month and a half. <laughs> Touche, you have. Oh, man. You have. Well, and you know also, what? He didn't make also, it, but we'll, we'll have him the next past week. two years. You, you've been my constant, bro. I'll oh, stop it. You, you were the first puzzle piece i needed to get this whole thing going man oh johnny's blushing johnny's blushing ladies and gentlemen listen on that note that's you said i want to you want to sit a podcast and i said do it that's all i did i, said, I just happened to be involved a little bit a little bit a lot of it bro a lot <laughs> now of i just got to get my podcast back on the air <laughs> and it, it will be back but on that note fam it's all the time we have for today if you've enjoyed this episode is this the this is the 17th episode of the pop culture collective uh please be sure to check us out on social media at pc collective pod on twitter and on instagram be sure to check us out right here every week on the fourth wall pop network available on all major podcast platforms and also breaking news we are also now available on amazon music and audible Amazon Music and Audibles. You can go find us there. Be sure to check us out. Hit subscribe. Rate us. Like us. Share us. Tell your friends. And then also be sure to check me out on social media at JC Bones on Instagram and at EMG underscore Bones also on Instagram. You can find me at JC Bones on Twitter. I'm really never on Twitter anymore. I'm more on Instagram. Twitter is poison. 
That's where you can find me. And also be sure to check out my other show, the New Normal Wrestling Podcast, also found exclusively right here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. The other one. The, the, the other. <laughs> yes, my my other woman, my side bitch. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, Johnny, tell the fam where they can find you. Listen, you can find me on Instagram and Instagram only at Getting Grilled Podcast. Um, shameless plug: Please go check out my band on Instagram. I have a Motown band called We Will Be Fine or We'll Be Fine, and our Instagram is We Will Be Fine NJ. Please check us out, like us. We're gonna start putting up some more music and going from there. And on that note, Johnny, it's a school night. I gotta go to bed. That is right. It is just about that time. So, well, you're always yawning, bro. We're always yawning. All right, fam. Well, once again, thank you so much for tuning in this week, and we will see you next week. Damn.